Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is season one, episode four. Um, we have a special guest today, Candace. How about that? We do. Yeah, her special guest. Introduce yourself, buddy. Hi, I'm Steve. How are you guys doing? Hey, Steve. You don't want to give your last name, or? Yeah, Steve Lewis. There you go. I we're out of the witness protection program. If you want to dig for that, too, you know what I mean? Is that all right? What's that again? Throw my social security out there? Yeah, sure. <laughs> DNA, blood, anything you want. Just throw it out there. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, so this is, uh, this is our fourth episode. Uh, this is Mike Caswell, uh, but the show is all about Candace Wilson here for Cotton Candy. And uh, this is going to be... Uh, we're going to talk about trick-or-treating and Halloween, but let's talk about our first thing. Steve, do you dress your pets up for Halloween? Uh, absolutely not. I think I think the dog would probably rip it off and uh, shred it up all over the house. People do. I think it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. We I have... don't know if it's really worth it and how cruel it is to the animal. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We did, did it. it. Yeah. We actually got a... Yeah, we got a dragon suit, and uh, I don't know if you saw it on Facebook... Uh, it's a Bubba the Magic uh, Magic Dragon, and um, it, it's so Bubba. That's our cat. We have two cats. The other cat does not like to play around. No, Cody is uh, not having any of it. Right, Cody is it's terrified all the time. Never wants to uh, play around with that. But Bubba, uh, he's like, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah, throw a costume on, and he'll wear a king suit. He'll wear a dragon suit, but. Uh, uh, Bubba the Magic Dragon here. He was he was our little Halloween costume experiment, and it was successful. He didn't mind, so he liked the pictures, and he wanted the uh, yeah, the picture time. That's where I stand on it. I think if the animal's comfortable in it, and yeah, I mean it looks cool, it's not a pain in the ass to you, then do it. Yeah. Now, do you have any other friends or family members that do it or no? Yeah, I'm trying to think here. I know I've seen some obnoxious ones in like Christmas cards and stuff. Nothing rings a bell right off the bat, but I did see one on Facebook. It was um, a dog dressed as Chucky and like the arms were flapping with the knife in it while he was running towards it. That was hilarious. I love that. (laughs) I did too. Yeah. Yeah. I I think if uh, I dressed my dog up, it would be something clever like that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's, that's... Uh, it was a brilliant move, whoever decided to do that, and I think it was great. Um, yeah, I think that uh, I think there more people are more creative about it, and I, I think it's smart with how they dress up their pets, just like what they do for their children. Now, did you dress up for Halloween this year? I wore a super spooky, lazy Halloween T-shirt. So this is my super spooky, lazy Halloween shirt. Uh, nice. Just because I have work, have other people dress up, but then you sweat your ass off, you know what I mean? So I'm not, I wasn't doing that. Yeah, I went real simple. We all took solid color t-shirts, and we got some felt, and we dressed up as a group costume. We were the characters from Pac-Man, the video game from the 80s. Oh, that's awesome. It was, so I like that. I got 10, 10 adults to agree to do this, so it was a successful Halloween. Yeah. It's yeah, nice. A group costume too. I think that makes it a lot more fun when it's like a group of people and they made their own costume. You know what I mean? It was. Everybody so. had a good time doing it. It was really. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I could get into that. Yeah. So was it? Oh, were you in a contest or was this at a? Uh, this is for work, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was working, and uh, a couple of times in the past, man, I work in a restaurant, but um, all the like. The staff will dress up and they'll have like a theme like the one year they were dressing up as superheroes so everybody came in like a uh, superhero costume and then the one girl came in as Cruella de Vil and she was supposed to cook saute but how are you going to cook over open flames with all this fur all over you like baked fur whatever the hell they make that shit out of yeah but of course then she couldn't cook so then I got screwed cooking her station and my station too so then I said fuck Halloween I'm not dressing up and I you know he's like I yeah. didn't do it, but I ended up suffering, paying the price for the fucking shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so. I don't know. I went trick-or-treating until I was 17, man, mountaintop. Uh, it was just like the thing to do. We used to love it. We used to wait till for Halloween. But you can't do that anymore. You can't send your kid down in costumes knocking on a stranger's door. 
Right. No, yeah, the not trucker, trucker's great now, but I think it took the, the magic out of it a little bit. Steve, tell everyone a little bit about you. Like, uh, like what's your expertise and, and everything besides uh, being a funny guy? Uh, yeah, I don't know how funny I am. I usually just, just write off uh, you and Candace jokes, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a professional chef or, you know, cook in the kitchen. I've been doing that for 20 years. Um, basically, that's it. That's pretty much all I do. I'm Buddhist. Uh, practice that as a, as a practice. Discussed it a lot amongst friends. Uh, fill up my day with the least amount of stress as possible. I have a dog. I live in a mountaintop. I'm a woodsy guy. Like long walks on the beach. Getting to like the dating, the, the dating we'll, app questions. Yeah. Are you a smoker? How often do you smoke? Do you drink? And yeah. we'll have your profile up on our page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seagull Steve, that's what we're gonna call him now. Single man. Uh, was there a lot of trick or treaters where you were, uh, where you live in Mountaintop? Or there actually are. We got about, I think we got about seventy at the door, which is surprising. I was wow. surprised. Uh, wow. Some people are actually still out trick or treating. So I guess Mountaintop's a little bit of a safer town. Uh, yeah. I'm sure they have their parents with them, you know, but. Well, yeah, wh- where we live, it's the most dangerous city in the world, West Pittston. No, oh, it is not. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we had no zero. No trick-or-treaters. Zero. zero. None. You had zero? Did you have your, uh, did you have your porch light on, candy and all that ready? I think the thing is, on the we live on a, on a cross street, and the main street had lots of kids, but not one group came down the side street. Yeah. I think they just stayed on the main street. Sucks. You should have gone out and yelled at him. Yeah. The candy yeah. Well, I tried that one year, but it turns out if you're an adult running after a bunch of children saying, I have free candy, um, they call the cops. So. Yeah. Ah, that whole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every fucking yeah. Time. Yeah, well, we marked ourselves down on Facebook as a safe place, so I don't know. Maybe people don't accept it anymore. <laughs> Maybe next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, oh, so we're going to talk about something that you are an expertise at, uh, an expert is, uh, pizza. Pizza. Right? So Candace and I yeah, already no, chose, no. oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Steve. Well, I, I love making pizza. I love eating pizza. Well, well we already picked out our top three pizza places and we're not going to give our number one pizza place, but you tell me your number three. Uh, give me your top three. Give, you can give us the top three, and then we'll then we'll come back with our top three. Top three. So I, I I'm from Mountaintop, so Wilkes-Barre. I don't know too much about. I know that Angelo's and Jerry's are good. I haven't gotten down there in a long time to try either of them. But I'm gonna have to say third would be King's Pizza in uh, in Mountaintop. And, uh, and that's a tie between King's Pizza and Mountaintop, and there's a new pizza bell on Mountaintop. I like that one, too. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> number three, because, uh, um, yeah, I'll journey outside. I know my number one, definitely. My number two, uh, probably Antonio's down by you guys in West Pittston. I've, okay. I've been a big fan of that lately. I go down there to see my daughter, so. Okay. Nice. That pizza. Excellent pizza. I don't know if you've got tried it obviously yeah mm-hmm. and um mariano's it's it's like on i think it's in exeter it's right on the main ave and it's across the street from rico's it's a little place but oh. they make this thing called the Pucci and it's the double Pucci. oh my god it's amazing by far yeah you know what i'm talking about oh. the number one pizza right in the country yeah it's amazing it's so amazing. you like the pucha then right is that correct or yeah, it's yeah. basically pizza, but if you go in there and you call it pizza, the guy fucking yells at you. So oh yeah. So you call. <laughs> you don't you don't mess with Mariano, and you order by the number. You want an eighteen? Yeah. He's like a soup Nazi, a pizza, right? You know. <laughs> he is, like, but he's the, by the correct. <laughs> he's the sweetest guy. Whenever I go in there to pick up food, he he calls me Curly Sue, and uh, he comes out and he shakes my hand. And he gives me my pizza. He's a, he's a great guy. 
And those are all great pizza choices. King's is amazing. Yeah. No, there's nothing pizza. bad there for pizza yeah. choices. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's good. It, is there any specific pizza you like at King's or just King all types of pizza at King's is good? I was just playing off of plain pizza. I actually am a flick. If I get a pizza topping, it's usually mushrooms or anchovies, but I usually just go with plain just because I, I like pizza for pizza. Yeah. Right. I don't really like like lovers and stuff like that. If you're going that route, you might as well just get a fucking hoagie. You know? <laughs> well, the, here's my top three, Steve. I don't know if you'll say yes or no to, but this is my top three. Uh, number three for me is Andy's Pizza in Peckville. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that pizza has the best bar pizza in this valley. Uh, it's fantastic, really good. It's not thick. Um, the sauce is sweet a little bit, so I like sweet sauce. I'm a big fan of that. So I, that's why I picked that as my, my number three. Number two is K's Italian Restaurant in Moscow. They have the thin and crunchy pizza. Their thin pizza is probably the best thin pizza I've ever had in my life. It's like a cracker. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. It's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's incredible. And then number one, my favorite pizza place in the whole entire world that I always order from is uh, Napoli's Pizza in Pittston. And I love the grandma's pizza. It's incredible. It's the best pizza I've ever had in my life. So explain a little bit about... That's a good call, man. I love the grandma's pizza. The Sorry, grandma's pizza. You. Oh, no, no. The grandma's pizza, for those who don't know what a grandma's pizza is, it's, it's got a different kind of cheese got a different kind of sauce you got some herbs on there it's real like if you have not had a grandma's pizza you really should try one yeah and napoli's is the place to go oh it is and it's yeah. incredible and the owner is really awesome yeah uh it's a cool place to go in it's very it, it, extremely clean yes. for an italian restaurant and they're very friendly so um it's incredible i think it's one of the best pizza places in this valley so what's that I'm just saying, you go in there, it's very modern. You know, you go to the Italian restaurants, you smell the garlic, you go in there and you see the olive oil everywhere, and you have meat hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. You don't get that at, uh, at Napoli's. No, you prefer the stainless steel like than the wiped down. It. It, was, it, was <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's very modern. And then you go in there, the bathroom doesn't look like it was uh, in, in a movie like Saw or something. You go, It's very clean, it's polished. I'm like, you know, I'm proud to take a shit here. It's, <laughs> it's 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 how nice it is in the bathroom. Yeah, when you go in for pizza, you want a nice bathroom. When you go in to like get drunk at two o'clock in the morning, you want that saw bathroom. You know what I mean? That's how you know you're in the right place. Like, there you, you go. go. In the bathroom, shit all over the place. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm at a good bar. Yeah, if I, I mean, you, if you ever been to, uh, I'm not gonna say, I can't say. No, and, and we but, talked about this. Yeah, we a can't. Couple weeks I'm not gonna. Ago. Yeah, but there's some pizza places I've been to. And you could tell these are college pizza places where yeah. people just go in and, you know, they're urinating all over the floor. They're just, you know, they don't care what they, yeah. how they give you the pizza. Um, it, it, you don't even taste the flour on the pizza. It's so doughy and, um, and, and the, the, the sauce is like it's been sitting out for days. Yeah. It's terrible. It it's, it's, it's horrible. But there are some pizza places that I've been to where like, wow, they have a lot of pride, a lot of respect, and they really do care how much, you know, they put in like the ingredients of the food, like the food itself, you know, the cheese, the quality, yeah, the quality of it's like, you don't know the cheese. I don't know where they get the cheese from, but I don't think it's from Pennsylvania. (laughs) No. (laughs) And and I I took ingredients into consideration when I was uh, coming up with my list and I, Steve, like you, I was going to go purist. I was going to just like rank the plane, but I thought I'm going to mix it up a little. So I, I chose all different kinds from all different places. And I am a cheese snob when it comes to pizza. If you're using cheap cheese that just pulls oil and yeah. doesn't have a string to it, like I, I don't want any part of it. So should I give mine? Yeah, absolutely. Go, go for it. Yeah, all right. Go for so it. Uh, I'm, I'm branching out a little bit. So, my number three is a weirdo. You might as well get a hoagie pizza. It's called the num- the Meat Number 8. And it's the Meat Number 8 from Joel's Pizza in Jenkintown, PA. Uh, Joel's Pizza is a regional chain. They have six restaurants all in um, the Lehigh Valley, Philadelphia area. And it's Cracker Crust Pizza. And this one has 
roasted chicken with spicy buffalo sauce, gorgonzola cheese, fresh mozzarella, and braised celery. The bra I'm, I'm not word to lie, the braised celery is what makes this pizza amazing. It's like having a chicken wing on top of a pizza. Really, really good. Um, cool. Number two, we had the same one, Mike. It's yeah. a, we, we just love that, that case pizza, and that was a plain cracker crust sweet sauce pizza. They know how to do it right. It was simple and it was amazing. But my number one is Angelo's Pizza in Wilkesbury. Takes me back to my to my childhood. And I don't know if it's nostalgia influencing my taste buds, but I can close my eyes Friday night after a football game. Angelo's sweet sauce with mushrooms. That's where we went. That's my list. Good choices. No, yeah. I think they're all good. I don't have any problems with yeah. the choices that you picked. Uh, I don't know about Jill's because I've never been there, but I, I can imagine it's probably got to be good if it's cracker pizza. So I love that thin crust pizza, yeah. too. Yeah. And the cheese is the most important thing. You know, like if you're going to get like Garrity's American cheese and throw on top of pizza, yeah. you know it's going to be like shit. So you got to get that good pizza. And I'm a, I'm a sucker for sweet sauce. Like if yeah. you got sweet sauce on pizza, forget about it. I'm like, uh, I'm in love. Yeah. That's the thing about a lot. It's a lot of people's personal taste. That Angelo's Pizza, though, that you mentioned is your number one. That's like everybody's number one. It's between that and Jerry's. So yeah. I think that's a, that's a good choice because there's not like, you know, 20,000 people can't be wrong. Yeah. I know a person that took a pizza, that Angelo's Pizza, um, put it in a box with freeze-dried freeze ice and um, overnighted it to his friend in California just oh. so he could have a piece when he moved out there. That's oh. how popular that pizza is. I believe it. That's a friend for life right there. That's a friend. No, is Angelo's yeah. and Jerry's, are they brothers? Brothers, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, so the, the pizza is almost the same then, right? Um, I, I, will, I will disagree. There was three pizza places. Um, I, it's almost like the hot dog battle here. It is. So yeah. if you're, well, do you want Abe's or Ferris's? That's a whole other show. Um, but yeah, they're, they're brothers. So it's similar, but not the same. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, what do you say, Chef Steve? What do you think? Oh, I don't. I actually haven't had them, <clears throat> so I didn't even know they were brothers. To tell you the truth, I was kind of shocked at that fact. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go down and get a slice of each of them and see see what the deal is. I'm sure it's slightly different because I'm, if you had the same thing as your brother, I have brothers. You know what I mean? If we opened up competing shops, doing anything, I would try to be a little different than them. You right. know what I mean? Just because natural yeah. competitive nature. Right. So it's probably a little bit different. Well, there you go. Some interesting facts about the local area of Pennsylvania go. there. But pizza places. And pizza is a big thing in this area. I mean, we even have the capital in Old Forge. So that's what they claim for, right? They, and, they have they have a, a giant uh, one-foot diameter ball proclaiming their pizza capital. capital yes, right. they so do. That's, that's the pride of this area. Like, <laughs> hey, let, I don't care what we did. we got to talk about how much we... Uh, accomplished by saying that we're the greatest pizza capital of the world. You know, it didn't here's matter about anything else. Subject. What's that? So, okay, so, here's a controversial subject. So, Old Forge claims to be the pizza capital of the world. But I personally think that Old Forge pizza fucking sucks. <laughs> it's got like American cheese. Uh, can I curse on the show? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Not a, it's not a radio show. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Go for it. Without even asking. Uh, yeah, I think, it, I think it sucks, man. It's got, like, American cheese on it. It's, it's, I don't know. It's just, I can't I disagree with you on that. I don't... I think Old Forge Pete's a long time ago, maybe, when, when the... When the uh, their fathers probably ran yeah. the pizza places. They were probably good pizza. Well, and they did that for the miners. That's yeah. the reason it's the shape it is. That's the reason it comes in the box that it does, because it was easy to get back and forth, and they couldn't afford the cheese. So, yeah, they threw Cooper cheese, and they threw American cheese on it. And people either yeah. love it or they hate it. Right. They're, they're, it's very polarizing. There's nobody who's like, eh. It's either they love it or they hate it. Yeah, no, I... It, and our pizza places that we picked, there's nothing in there that's from Old Forge. No, I, I was on the fence about going with um, um, Newtown Cafe. They have a soupy pizza. It's kind of thin crust, kind of Old Forgey, but it's too weird and out there to be on my list. It's just unusual pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I have to you agree with you, Steve, you know? What's that? I said I agree with you about the Old Forge pizza, like I said. 
miners liked it, man, because they had black lung anyway, and it probably killed all their taste buds, so they could eat whatever. You yeah, know? burns the roof of your mouth, takes the skin right oh, off. Oh yeah, they, <laughs> they, I, I was I was gonna mention that, and I was like, eh, I don't know, I don't want to be a weirdo. So, no, yeah, well, yeah, you are a weirdo. I mean, what is you're, you're a weirdo, take? and that's why we like you. Yeah, that's why we have you on the podcast. We're looking for that weirdness. Candace, honestly, you're you're right on that though. I mean, you could let you could bring that pizza home after a 45 minute drive, let it sit on your counter for like an hour. Things ice cold. You still take a bite of the top of that pizza, and there's like this piece of hot cheese buried somewhere in yep. there that just burnt skin in your mouth, and you have to tongue that little weird thing on the top of your mouth for like three days to get yeah. rid of it. Yeah, and you're just—it's never it's a good horrible. time. It's horrible. But, yeah. So I like this podcast. This is going pretty good. Well, we're we're not done yet, Steve. We gotta we're gonna we're gonna do some fun facts now about pizza, believe it or not, and maybe some stuff you might have heard or some stuff you didn't. And um, Candice is gonna mention a couple of things here. And maybe if you want to step in and you want to say some stuff, go right, go for it too. Go ahead. Well, we were watching Food Network the other night, as as we often do. We oh, and just not to, not to stop you, Steve is a big fan of Alton Brown, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I love Alton Brown. Yeah. Very, very interesting guy. And he gives you the reasons behind things of why they happen, not just like, oh, add a little bit of this and this will happen. He gives you the actual reason why that is taking place. He, he's the reason why I cook. Love Alton Brown. Yeah. Love him. And, and Steve, it's, I would say, just, just like you, he is a historical chef nut. Like, he knows all the backgrounds of all these chefs. Like. Yeah. Um, when we don't, when we talk, right, Steve will talk for hours, like, we'll talk about Anthony Bourdain, Guy, you know, and he'll say, you know, don't watch that chef, he's a fake chef, Mm -hmm. you know, because, um, I I mean, we could say, like, we're not, you like Andrew Irvine, right? Uh, You would... Oh, um, uh, Robert Irvine? Yeah, Robert Irvine, excuse me, yeah, let me just rephrase I don't like watching him cook. Yeah. But I like, I like home improvements, so what he does is interesting to me. Yeah. It's all staged, but yeah, <laughs> interesting. I, that's I feel like he's like the WWE of cooking. Yeah. Like I think he's a he's not a, a real cook. I don't think he, he he could provide. Like if he actually had to cook for a living, yeah, I think the guy would fail. I don't think he's that, uh, that successful. But for some reason, the Food Network gives this guy millions of dollars, yeah, uh, to entertain mm-hmm. us, and I and I think it's uh, it sort of ruins the Food Network by putting him in there. So uh, interesting. Interesting fact about that guy is his first show was Dinner Impossible, way back in the day. And the intro to it said Robert Irvine, and it said, cook for the president, cook for the queen, chef for this person, chef for this person, chef for this person, and now doing uh, Dinner Impossibles. And it would be one impossible dinner that he would have to cook in some kind of weird time frame. And, you know, he'd have like 80 people running around, and it was for like 4,000 people. I remember Uh, that, yeah. Yeah, it was popular, and then it got pulled real quick. Well, it got pulled because that whole intro was based off his resume that he gave to Food Network, and all of it was lies. So somebody finally came forward and said, wait a minute, this guy never cooked for me, like president or something. Wow. And then they researched it, so he lied on his whole resume to get that show, and then that's why it got pulled, and you didn't see him for a while until all these lawsuits or whatever the hell happened happened. And then they gave him another show. I think <laughs> restaurant possibly gave right. him that. So you can lie on your resume and still get still keep your job. Yeah, this is this is the American <laughs> way. You lie and you you get rewarded. Put in the door. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's ballsy. That's ballsy. Hey, yeah. yeah, I cooked for the queen. They're not gonna check. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why would they bother checking? Yeah. If they tried to anyway, would it? Oh, Queen Food Network called, you know what I mean? You got to call them back. Yeah, I'll get right on it. You know yeah. What I mean? <laughs> For- okay. Uh, enough about Robert Irvine. So just tell me, what is your favorite chef there, Steve? I agree enough about Robert Irvine. I don't need to give him any more airtime, but... uh. I'm going to have to say probably um, Eric Repair. I really do respect him. Uh, that was Bourdain's good friend. And um, he's, he's a Buddhist chef. He's a calm chef, which you very, you don't find very much in this industry. 
Uh, mostly everybody's angry and stressed out and yelling. And I watch pictures of his kitchen and um, videos of his kitchen. And he just goes around calmly. Even when mistakes happen, he goes and fixes them with people calmly. And it kind of brings the whole crew together in a different way. I'm not saying that the kitchen where everybody screams and yells uh, doesn't work. But it's, it's not a great environment for anybody to be screaming and yelled at at all the time. He just has a different way of operating. Uh, and I think it's a, a very good thing for the food industry to have that option. And, uh, it's, I mean, it taught me a lot. He's the guy that got me into Buddhism. As soon as I saw the way he operated his kitchen, I was like, maybe, maybe there's something onto that whole uh, way of living. So uh, I would have to say he, he's my favorite chef for that reason. So he's definitely not a, uh, a Gordon Ramsay. No, yeah, he's actually uh, quoted saying that he doesn't like Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Well, I think he might have said the same thing about Robert Irvine now that we're talking about him again. <laughs> probably, right? <laughs> Birds of a feather. Just to yell and stuff like that. He was not a fan of it. He went on record and said it. And that's another reason why he doesn't do a, he doesn't do a whole lot of TV for that reason. Yeah. Because he doesn't believe in that whole gimmicky, I'm going to be somebody I'm not. I don't think Ramsey's really like that. He's, a, he's actually a very talented chef, but I don't see him being like that in his own kitchen. I'm sure he's aggressive, but you can't always be screaming your head off. I mean, how, who are you, you going to keep? You know, there's nobody to take that kind of abuse. He'd never have a he'd never have a kitchen staff if he was like that all the time. No, we actually had a guy in Wilkesbury that was like that. I won't say his name, but he was a French guy. I worked for him for like nine months. Yeah. It was horrible. He, I think he was trying to impersonate Gordon Ramsay. He used to throw food at you. He used to hit you. It was crazy. And, and he couldn't keep a kitchen staff. That's why I ended up closing his restaurant. Oh, boy. Nobody wants to work in that kind of environment. Yikes. Well, yeah, nobody wants to work like that. Whether it's a kitchen or anywhere else, that's just toxic. Now, Steve, if you want to mention, um, there is a couple of Facebook pages out there, Facebook groups, excuse me, that talks about cooking. You want to mention some of them or... Yeah, we um, well, I have my group, the uh, uh, loosely regulated lawless food group, where you can pretty much post anything. It's not going to get taken down. We only had, I think, we've had one situation where something had to be taken down due to Facebook. But basically, you post anything about food. Uh, then we have um, NEPA food fights, another good one. If food of NEPA, that's a good one. Um, if you're into chefs, there's the Chef Circle. That's excellent. That's chefs from all over the world. It's a really great place to meet people and network. And um, there's another one that I can't think of right now, but it's, it's uh, some kind of chef's chef circle, something. <laughs> chef contact, I think it is. But that's another good one. Or if you're just interested in how to cook like a chef, there's a good. That's a good place to go to the chef circle to see what they're actually doing, read their comments and their ideas just to get that thought pattern in your head and just some ideas for your house or when you want to impress a guest. Awesome. And who's your mentor in the cooking industry? Who would you go to that would actually help you cook and all that? Uh, who, did, who did I go to to learn or who would I go to now if I wanted help with something? If, if you needed, hey, no, I don't, you know, you mentioned about Buddhism that's your one way to unlock yourself uh, spiritually, to help you cleanse yourself, to, you know, to become a better chef. But who is the guy that taught you to become a cook? Like, how did you become a chef? Oh, so, all right, the journey started way back when I wasn't really good in high school. I had a part-time job um, up at the corners here washing dishes for a pierogi place. And uh, I was like, I don't know, 13 or something like that. So I did that for like eight months. They kind of taught me how to work, and I'm glad I worked there. All I did was work like a slave. But the guy was really particular. He was nice about it, too. But uh, he taught me how to really, like, have work ethic, even though I was just washing pierogi pans. I mean, they did a ton of pierogies. They were greasy as hell. There was no dishwasher. So you had to do them all by hand. But he wanted the corners done. He wanted everything shined and polished and nice. And, uh... You had to do the floors 12 tiles at a time. So uh, when you were mopping, you had to mop with both sides of the mop. You taught me how to mop. You really instilled a lot of good work ethic, which people do lack. So I'm glad I worked there when I was a kid for how many ever months, maybe eight months. And then I went to a restaurant up the road. It was busier. that would pay a little more. Um, it was actually, they were really sloppy in that kitchen. But um, 
I did not like school, so I ended up skipping school a lot and working as a dishwasher. And I said, if I quit school, will you teach me how to cook? So that guy taught me how to cook. Uh, I'm still friends with him, God rest his soul. He just passed away a couple years ago. But that wasn't really the greatest food in the world either. And then I just kind of progressed uh, every step I went. But right now, I think it's been 138 kitchens that I've been in. I actually have that all written down, too, so I can prove that. Wow. But, um, some That's a lot. Three, some of them were just for a couple of days. Some of them were this, some of them were that. But 138 is a lot. So and I just bounced around and took a little piece of something out of everybody because I didn't want to go to school. So... And that's how it happened, which I, I think it worked out pretty well for me. I know enough about the business where I could have an intelligent conversation with other chefs and keep up with them, and I didn't have to pay $70,000 for it. <laughs> there you go. And who would you say is the best chef out there right now in the local area of Deepa, would you say? The local area? Active? Ah, uh, that's a tough one. I mean, we have, we have Dave Simonelli. He's always the mention. He gets the best chef every time. So, um, my friend Val Sator is actually a really good chef. Her restaurant's not open yet, but uh, it's opening soon. That'll be in Wilkes-Barre. It'll be called MBD. If you get a chance, check it out. Like I said, I don't have a date when it's going to open or anything. Um, and we have chefs that are we have chefs that are very underrated. I think in the in the valley too that nobody mentions just because they're not in the magazines and stuff. Like, yeah. you're not in the Weekender or you're not all over Facebook. There's a guy at a bakery. He's a baker. Um, it's from something special, John Clark. But uh, he's a very good chef. But he's a, he doesn't like to be in the paper. He's never on Facebook. Hates advertising. So he kind of gets pushed under the rug. Nobody knows who he is, even though his restaurant's packed 24-7. Oh, it's a great restaurant. We've been there. Yeah, and everything's homemade. I mean, he works 13 hours a day, but they offered him to do, like, PA Live and stuff, and he's like, no, I don't want to do that. It's a headache. But, yeah, there's a line out the door every day, so I guess he doesn't have to. <laughs> now, most of the restaurants in this area is being uh, taken up by uh, Freeman Electric, right? Oh, yeah, man, that's a fucking monopoly. I can't believe that's actually happening. He's got... He's got Greco's, Kevin's, Beaumont, Fire and Ice. He's got the Jazz Cafe already. Oh, he owns Cork. I'm sure there's two more that I'm missing. But holy shit, how many fucking restaurants can you own? Right. And uh, and they're all different chefs, correct? Yeah, they're different chefs. Some some of my friends are the chefs there, man. They're very talented chefs. Nothing against the, the Freeman restaurants. And they're all very nice restaurants with good reputations, too. They don't serve shit food. You know, they serve high-quality food and everything. But, uh, yeah, it sucks for people like me. You know what I mean? Once in a while, you screw up and you say the wrong thing. If you get fired from one of his restaurants, you're like 86 from, like, nine of them across the valley. <laughs> 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 usually I can just go from one restaurant to the other, but now if you fuck up at one, you know, you're screwed at fucking side of them. So yeah. <laughs> you gotta watch your mouth if you work there. It's almost like watching uh, Malakari's, right? Wait, what's, what's, what's the name of the group? Uh, the the guys that own the grocery store? Candace? Oh, yeah, Malakari's. They're buying yeah. something up here. They're buying yeah. an ice cream shop. Yeah, they're buying, like, they're buying all these ice cream shops in this area. Right? How many ice cream yeah. shops they have now? Four? Three, three now, I think. Yeah. How many? Three. Yeah, but don't they have? They're opening three a fourth now. one, right? The well, one on the mountain will be four, unless yeah. there's another one. Yeah, and then they have Malacarys, which is the, the produce and the meat place. That's, yeah, well, um, I mean, what are they becoming like an empire here for the ice cream <laughs> empire of the world? Yeah. Yeah, that, I I don't know. I never was sure about that store. I mean, you go in the store, the prices are good. Everything I've gotten from it was either. You know, decent or good. Again, no complaints. I never got rotten food from there. But <laughs> it just looks like you're fucking going into a barn or something. You know what I mean? It looks like you're buying, I don't know, out of a carnival shack or some shit like that. <laughs> like Weird behind door. A, Yeah, like, like it came out of a truck or something, in the back end of a truck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's odds and ends. And you know what I mean? Back in, Weird yeah. guy, you go up to the cash register, or you're like, how much is this? They're like, I don't know, but let's call it 250 you know? Yeah. You can pay them. Canadian money and shit. <laughs> bitcoins. You can buy bitcoins for cheese. It's one of the only places yeah, you, you can buy... still get cheese ends to make 
the most delicious macaroni and cheese in the valley. Nobody, nobody will sell you their cheese ends except yeah. Malakari. <laughs> Just to give you an understanding, Candace came came from that family, right? You're from that because you worked for Sunshine Market. Sunshine Market, and eventually Sunshine Market was out of business again. And but Malakari's was born from that, and. It's it's still the same meat and cheese and getting it from the same places. We don't know where it comes from, but it's awful cheap, and that's yeah. all I'll say about that. But get a pound of cheese, American cheese, for forty nine cents. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't turn it down. You eat it, and I mean, it, it tastes fine. It doesn't make you sick, so I don't really care if it you know came from Russia or whatever they do. But yeah, and, and it's and it's funny, you walk in that supermarket, now the old supermarket I walked into, I don't know about the new one, but the old one, I, I couldn't stop laughing, because I used to, I walked in there once, and uh, I saw like the water dripping on uh, top of the meat and everything, and all I was thinking about like, man, like this is going to be like, like, like everyone's going to die in this valley, it's going to be some type of plague or something. <laughs> That's gonna take out the whole entire valley itself, and and, and, and they didn't care. They don't care. Like they don't. Hey, yeah, I got some uh, low sodium uh, boar's head ham here. Do you want some or what? Oh uh, yeah, give it to me, Ruby. Just give me, give me this food. Pack it up. It, hey, you if know? you want cheese, you got cheese. Even, you don't ask any questions even, when you walk into Sunshine Market. But it's crazy. It smells like manure in there. Just like it was a it was a horse factory or something. It smells like shit. I don't know where you are. <laughs> that restaurant, I'm I, you, Steve, back me up on this. Is that that place is crazy? Malakari. Malakari? Mal- yeah. Oh, yeah. Malakari's yeah, is. Go ahead, Steve. It, it, yeah. Oh yeah, the Malakari's by Haystacks, right? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, it's a hole. Uh, yeah. But I thought you were you were just in Sunshine. Sunshine. No, like, no. Sunshine reminds me of like an '80s movie. Yeah. I used to walk in. It was like it was almost like I was in the movie Napoleon Dynamite when yeah. I was walking in Sunshine Market. Yeah. It, 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 was, it was so strange. It was, and we we were misfits that worked there. But walking in, the, the first thing you did, you need sunglasses because they kept the fluorescence so bright. But there was no the music playing. No, they didn't do music. Yeah, it's weird. Like at a supermarket, it's usually a lot of noise. It was completely quiet. I'm yeah. like, wait, is this a library or a supermarket? Yeah. It was strange. It was... I used to like skateboarding in their parking lot. Oh, yeah. That was the best. They didn't <laughs> kick me out. So my mom would go grocery shopping and I could skateboard in the parking lot for an yeah. hour. Yeah. No, it, I, I, I don't. I, I, no, I'm saying Sunshine Mar. I'm not talking about Sunshine. I'm talking about Malacar. Malacar. Yeah. It, yeah. it was. It was. Yeah, it was a scary place. I, I feel like, you know, if this is, would be a great story, a horror movie. You know, chopping things up, and you know, some leather-faced guy in the back just chopping things up. Oh, the, and light, put it, the lights yeah. blink when you walk in, and you know, there, there's yeah. a guy with yeah. a hump that's packing your groceries. And they don't care if rats are roaming around and all that. I don't know if they were. <laughs> I, I don't know if they're listening to this podcast. I don't know if they were or not. But you, they just they didn't care. You know, they don't care what's dropped in in their food. So it's like, and they're like, hey, you're paying forty nine cents for a pound of cheese. You, you own it now. Not my responsibility. Yeah, there's a toe in there. You're <laughs> yeah. fucking proud of you. That's what you get for 49 cents, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you want to save money? Well, there you go, buddy. This is what you get. Trying to explain to him, but the toe was in the middle of the uncut cheese. He's like, hey, man. Like, it was, obviously, the cheese was made around the toe. He's like, hey, 49 cents, 49 cents, 49 cents. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I, I, the one thing I never understood is, like, why is there nail clippings in your bologna? Well, oh, boy. <laughs> it gives it more, better flavor. I don't know. It's a lot more crispier. Legal disclaimer. We've never found toenails in the bologna. Please don't sue us in Alicari's. <laughs> this is comedy, folks. Yeah, this is comedy. It's all stand-up. It's all stand-up, yeah. No, that's true. And I, and I, and I, I, I know I'm saying this. It's probably a great place, and... The owner is wonderful, and I'm just joking around with that. I never found that and discovered any toenail clippings. And but, but hey, for three bucks a pound for cheese, why not? Three? It's it's even cheaper than that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's like we got a special going today, a quarter a pound. You know, like oh okay, never heard of it, but let's do it. Candice, you worked at Sunshine. How long were you there for? I worked there almost three years. Did you work with a Mr. Stone? Mr. Stone sounds very familiar. He was an old high school teacher from Crestwood. Yeah. 
He was my seventh grade teacher. My class made him retire because we used to throw batteries at the board. Oh my god! Yeah, he worked. Yeah, he retired halfway <laughs> through the year, and then I used to see him in Sunshine Market. I always meant to apologize to him, but I never did. Oh. Yeah, we. This is a Buddhist talking now. Yeah. Board. He finally had like a nervous breakdown and quit and went work in yeah. Sunshine. Thanks to Steve. <laughs> He went all falling down. He ended up at the supermarket. Yeah. Here's a guy that made $100,000 a year to make like 10 bucks an hour. Not <laughs> a great story, man. It's just a fun fact for your podcast. There you go. Yeah. Normally, I don't tell that uh, in open society. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> and everything that we're saying, we're, we're saying in fun yeah. and joke. And everybody has their options and their choices, yeah. who they like and what's going on. And, um, and again, uh, we talked, we had, we already had episode one when we talked, no, episode one or two, we talked about supermarkets and which ones are favorites. Two, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's already been out there, but we do have some fun facts about pizza. We did talk about pizza. Candace is going to talk about it. If Steve wants to jump in about these interesting facts, you're welcome to. Um, so let's go with the first one, Candace. Well, so there's tons of facts out there about pizza, but most of them everybody knows, so... These were interesting to me. And, you know, this is, so this is just me entertaining myself. Um, this was prompted by us watching the Food Network the other night. The first pizza parlor opened in New York. Everybody probably knows that. But it's still operating today. Same family, 1905. Wow. Long, I can't see that network. Lombardi's. Was that a show? Uh, it was on Alton Brown. It was also on what we were watching, guys. Grocery games or Chopped? It was one of them. Guys, grocery. Yeah. Yeah. They were yeah. talking. They were doing a pizza episode, and they talked about Lombardi's. And so I looked it up, and that was pretty interesting to me. But they only sold pies, whole pies, from 1905 to 1933. It took a, na- a woman named Patsy, New York City again, to mm-hmm. say, "Hey, why don't we start?" parceling this up for people who want lunch. She sold the first pizza slice in 1933. Wow. How about that? My mom told me that when she was a kid, she was in Brooklyn, because her parents were from Brooklyn, but she moved here as a young girl. Um, And I guess my grandmother was from here, but my grandfather took them out, uh, took her out, my grandmother, on a date, and their first date. And he called it tomato pie or something like that. So I get, I don't know. Did you ever hear about that? Tomato pie is a thing around here. They actually sell it at a couple grocery stores. Garrity's has one locally. Right. Wegmans also sells a tomato pie. It's uh, Parmesan cheese and covered in tomato sauce. It's very tomato heavy. It, just, yeah. Just okay. talk about tomato pie. Candace is not a big fan of with cheese. I love cheese. It has to be cheesy. She wants light on the cheese. I want light on the cheese because, mo- again, most places use the cheap cheese. If it's good cheese, so give me... you can't me... split a pie either, you guys. You guys have to get two separate pies because you can't get one one half good, you know, a lot of cheese. No, no, we always get the light on the cheese. I don't win this battle, buddy. Yeah. When, yeah. But, but when I take you to Jules with the fresh mozzarella, it's going to be covered in ooey-gooey. You don't get a lot of yeah, good you know, cheese around good here. Cheese. Yeah. yeah. Life is too you know short to waste on bad cheese. cheese. The cheese is, it's simple. I mean, they sell a ton of different cheeses out there. But every pizza shop knows, every pizza baker knows that grande cheese, it's called grande cheese, is the best. They have a, a whole milk and they have a part skim. Take your pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, whole milk browns more, part skim stretches more. Or you can mix them one and one or two and one, two part whole. You know what I mean? And, and grate them that way. Yeah. But then people, because it's an expensive cheese, so then they, you know, as food prices go up and down and they fluctuate, uh, owners start getting cheap and they start asking, you know, well, what's the closest thing to grande that's not grande? And then, of course, the food purveyor says from, like, Cisco, well, we have a Cisco brand cheese, and then they start using that, and that's where shit starts going downhill. Yeah. Nobody they, wants they do that with new ingredients, and then all of a sudden you have a completely different pizza. Yeah. Uh, that's why I, I mean I, that's why I say I'm a pizza snob like if you're going to open up you know a, a, a 20 can of, of, of mushrooms not even drain them and throw them on my pizza and make it soggy like I don't even want anything to do with you it's got to be you know, good I just things. had this conversation with my mom I was I was trying to get mushrooms on a pizza I did get mushrooms I was like but I wish there was and I was telling her about 
when I was supposed to open up this little place up here, and we we're gonna have pizzas, but I was only gonna have two a day, one plain, one specialty. But it was like I was gonna. One of the things I was gonna do is have fresh mushrooms that went on the fucking pizza because I'm sick of. I hate fucking canned mushrooms. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll eat them, I'll get them on my pizza, but well, I just want one pizza shop to have fresh mushrooms up here. Yeah. <laughs> just one. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'll pay extra for them, too. I'd pay five bucks for the mushrooms on the pizza if they would just be fresh. Yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. I agree. Now, do you guys like deep dish? Not a fan. Uh, I don't know if I've had enough. I've made it once, and it was good, but it was definitely fork and knife pizza. It's more like lasagna. Yeah. But uh, I, I never had it in actual, like, Chicago, so I don't know if I know enough about it to say if I actually like it or not. I, I've heard that if you have it in Chicago from not Chicago Uno, right? But if you have it in Chicago, it's different. But around here, you're probably not gonna find it. I couldn't find a good uh, deep dish pizza in this area. Yeah. Um, and probably will never will. No. Uh, maybe New York, you probably could. New York style pizza is that round pizza. It's like bar pizza. That's what they call it. But uh, yeah, the deep dish pizza. I I mean. I'll go to Chicago and I'll, I'll eat it. I don't have a problem with it, but it's uh, maybe it's not the best pizza, but it's not bad. Yeah. So I wouldn't say it's one of the greatest pizzas out there. I thought Chicago Deep Dish came from Chicago. Uno. I didn't even know Chicago was a place before Candace mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a part of the country. No, yeah, Chicago Uno, the, the, the chain restaurant. That's the only yeah. place you can get it around here, and it's just greasy. There, and... there was a place in Scranton that said, oh, we'll do deep dish. Right. I tried it, and it wasn't even close to deep dish. I yeah. said, what, what is this? It was like pizza soup or something. I don't, yeah. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, I don't know how they get, like, I, I think I may have had Chicago Uno once. I'm not sure what I thought about it. I think, I don't know, because there was, like, an ex or something fighting or something I don't even know if we ate them I just left but it wasn't memorable I'll tell you that yeah. I don't know how they get all the stuff to stay on the pizza enough for you to eat it so that way it's not just a plate of sauce and shit you know what I mean so it's actual pizza yeah it's gotta be some go ahead sorry about that uh, it's gotta well, be I, some I guess it's where you get debate where it's either pizza or it's not pizza but right go ahead. right it's uh, an interesting. Go with your next one. What's the next um, interesting fact? My my last one, simply because at work we had gotten into the debate of pineapple and ham on pizza. Should you be strung up for it, or is it allowable? And everybody was split fifty fifty on it. But it was actually has nothing to do with Hawaii. I for sure thought like it was something to do with they had spam down there and pineapples. Let's throw it on a pizza. But it was invented in Canada by a Greek man named Sam Panopoulos. He invented it in like the 60s at his pizzeria in Canada. How how does that happen? Fucking Canadians. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey. Uh, And we love Canada. If you're listening to the podcast, we love you. Please share it out there. But uh, I actually do really like Canadians. Like Tom Green's a Canadian. That guy that jumps yeah. those snowmobiles and says send it. He's a Canadian. Yeah, yeah. I love Canada. But yeah, that's not. That's an interesting fact. How'd they get a pineapple in Canada in the '60s anyway? It that's, had to be canned. I guess it, oh yeah, right? it had to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm not a big fan of it. I don't like Hawaiian pizza at all. I, I don't like to, it, putting a pineapple in pizza. Is just, I don't know. It's wrong. I think it's wrong in so many ways. It's, again, for me, it's nostalgia. It's my friend Kat and I. Hi, Kat, if you're listening. It's my friend Kat and I. When we were in sixth grade sleepovers, we, we, we always used to order Domino's, perish the thought, but Hawaiian pizza, and we would have that on Friday nights. How about you, Steve? Were you a big fan of the Hawaiian pizza? You know, I can't even remember the last time I had it. I think I had it once, but I'm pretty sure it had ham on it, too. Yeah. Is it ham Pineapple, right? Ham and pineapple. pineapple. Ham and pineapple, yeah. I think that probably there's a lot of places to make it and it's just god awful and I probably not want to eat it, but I think if maybe if it was made correctly, like if they made a tomato sauce, but they made a different type of tomato sauce with maybe some pineapple juice in the tomato sauce. Yeah. That way just a tomato punction sauce and 
some kind of like sherry wine or something and pineapple juice and tomato like coolies and use that and then maybe pineapple and prosciutto and light cheese like you said and maybe put some feta cheese or something on there yeah something to but, cut uh, through the sweetness they would have to do something different than just shit mozzarella regular pizza sauce and pineapples and ham I yeah mean, you know <sighs> that just sounds horrible no um I know this is a little bit off subject but we were watching the Food Network and we saw that they were using nan as, as a piece of dough. Like they were grilling nan and using that as a pizza. I never tried that, but I w- I'd be interested in trying that. Yeah, I would be interested in trying that, man. I mean, anything really makes a good pizza. I used to make these pizzas. I used to make them in a restaurant I worked at. Um, they were called happy hour pizzas. I fucking hated making them there. But uh, I used to make it for my niece because when I was babysitting or something quick just because kids don't tell you, you know, I'm hungry until they're fucking, like, hungry so they're throwing a bit on the floor. So uh, it was just a tortilla shell with some of the marinara sauce on it at the restaurant and a little bit of cheese. And you put it in the oven on high and it crisps up in, like, a second. Then you just cut it up and it's a quick little snack for the kid. Not as filling as a regular pizza. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, you could do... uh, do that. That's along the same lines. Nan is a lot thicker than that. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, they have those pita pizzas out there. I saw, um, who was it? It was actually Morimoto. He did something along the lines of that. He put uh, tortilla shell in the oven. He got it crispy. I think he put it in between two pans so it stayed flat. And then once it was crispy, he had like this fish sauce mayo that he spread all over the whole thing. And then he put chunks of raw tuna on it. And I'm sure he put, like, you know, whatever, ginger and scallions and all that stuff. But and then he cut it. But somebody made a version of that when I worked with him at Rustic Kitchen just as a test. Yeah. And actually, the fucking thing was delicious. I mean, it, was, it didn't resemble pizza at all, but it was fucking delicious. I would definitely try that. Yeah. I would definitely, yeah, that's... Uh, and, I, I, you know, um, just to give you an understanding, a long time ago, I, I mean... There was times where I just said, I didn't want to make it, like, I didn't want to go out and buy pizza and all that. So, and I didn't have a lot of money. So what I do is go to the supermarket and I would buy bagel bites and have little small bagel bites. Uh, and I, to me, it was like, I, maybe I have no palate, maybe I have no taste buds myself, but I thought they were like the greatest things on the planet, having little bagel bites. And then later on, I'd get bagels, crisp it up, and then I would make my own little versions of bagel bites itself. Uh, but at a, at a bir- uh, bigger version of it, like just with a, an everything bagel or a garlic bagel or something. Uh, that's something I, I like really, yeah. yeah, something I really enjoyed. I, I don't know why. It was just something that it was, it was there, it was, uh, it was easy to uh, have access to, and it was pizza is really the cheapest thing on the planet to make. I mean, if you know how to do it right, I mean, it could come out really good. I mean, uh, we talked about even getting a pizza stone. Yeah. Uh, just to, we can crisp up the the, uh, the pizza itself. I went through a waffle phase many years ago where I was waffling everything. Yeah. I, waffle falafel, waffle biscuits. I took pizza dough and I waffled the pizza dough and then I made a pizza that way. Oh, that's interesting. So <laughs> it was really good. Was it? It was. So you waffle the pizza dough, you have the, the, the sauce, you throw the cheese on, put it in the toaster oven for like two minutes and it's done really good because yeah. it gets all caramelized it was really good you know i saw and it holds all the ingredients too because you got the little pockets you might have like a million dollar idea here Woo. i, I really think so it. too i think it's a, <laughs> honestly i have never seen it either yeah it's uh, so good yeah, yeah. and uh opened up a waffle pizza shop you could stuff each little hole with like a different ingredient people could be like oh you know i want you know like an ice cream shop be like i want chopped pepperoni i want mushrooms and each hole you could put something put the cheese on top and be done with it. Yeah. I think you're on to something. That's Janice. definitely not a bad idea. Trademark. So anyone that's out there who <laughs> wants to invest it to this, <laughs> go, to, go to Cotton Candy, message me, let's do it, get the investors <laughs> out there, let's make the pizza waffle. Let's make it oh, happen. Taking the idea from out from under us. That's, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Steve, that's what I do. I'm, I'm a backstabber. I'm already stealing it. Great. I'm going to listen to this podcast. My voice is going to be all cut out. They're like, you know, I don't remember being on the podcast. Yeah. Steve who? It's going to be his normal voice, and then Mike Caswell has a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Discover yeah. the waffle pizza. <laughs> 
But uh, no, that's that's actually I, I'm listening to this and I'm like, wow, this is is has anybody out there made the waffle pizza? I don't know. Wow. I've never seen one. I watch a lot of weird shit on YouTube about food too. Yeah. You might have created something here that everyone wants. Well, I was broke as a joke and I had a waffle iron, so I would like buy like those Pillsbury, you know, thin made biscuits that way and I made cinnamon rolls that way and the pizza crust was just like, "Oh, let's try it." Man, we're going to submit it yeah, like, to, like, to, to Yummo or somewhere. We're going to food truck it. That's yeah. what we're going to do. Let's, oh, we, yeah, that, there you go. Food <laughs> truck it. We got a cook here. We got a chef. Would you do it, Steve? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. That would be the most interesting one, too, because everybody's doing the like, grilled cheese. Like, yeah, you've seen that, blah, 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 this, that. Yeah. Fucking waffle pizzas. And you'd be able to walk down and hold it, too. That was my whole thing. Like, you could walk and hold yeah. it like a piece of pizza you can walk and hold but you gotta be careful the grease drips you know what I mean the cheese is sliding there's there's stuff happening there yeah pretty much a waffle I mean a waffle you can put anything in and you can just walk down and eat it we're oh, on we're, we're on to something you imagine Lego or somebody like uh, some big company out there now wants to give you like a billion dollars for Sponsor your idea it, yeah yeah and, and if anybody does give us the money <laughs> we're, we're willing we'll to it. take it yeah Give us uh, the opportunity to make a waffle pizza for you. We'll, we're out, uh, you know, well, this is it. It all started here on the podcast. This is what's going to be on the Food Network. Oh, and you, th- we can yeah. do dessert pizza too. Don't even get me started. Yeah. yeah Pretty much could do anything with a waffle, right? Waffle dessert pizza. People love it. Yeah. Chocolate syrup on it, right? No, you gotta, yeah. you gotta, you gotta temper the chocolate. Get it just right so that it's gooey enough that it's not drippy. It stays inside the waffle. A little whipped cream, powdered sugar on top. I think we got it. I've seen that actually put bananas on pizza now. So, yeah. I mean, you pretty much could do anything on a pizza. It is a blank canvas. It really is. Yeah. But you've I'm touched something like now pizza. that it could be a, a billion dollar industry. The waffle pizza. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Gluten free, non GMO, you know, for those health nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, we just made uh, the sweet potato waffle pizza. Why not? I better take back all that shit I said about Robert Irvine so we can get uh, some money from the food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Robert Irvine, it was all a joke. We get We say that. We say that in the very beginning. It's all a joke. Don't take it personally. It's all in fun. You know, Steve's nuts. He's crazy. I don't believe half the stuff he says anyway, so... (laughs) These are the conversations that we have on your podcast. The conversations we have off your podcast cannot be broadcast. Please, please do not even get to that. <laughs> they no. cannot. This no. is this is the the publicly acceptable version. Yeah, this is yeah, this is this is it. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the final answer to that one. All right, so let's talk about the ending here. So we're going to we're going to. Uh, publish this we're hoping that people will come out and share it uh, for uh oh and, and actually we had some breaking news on the podcast go ahead break break the news what's the breaking news you just showed me on the thing we were talking about it on podcast oh no this is old that's old oh is that old that's old. oh all right that, i think it was something new you were showing no, me no i was in def- uh-huh. i was defending my old employer and i googled the the sunshine market property up here in wilkesbury okay and, uh, it was actually sold three years ago so, all right yeah. all right well that okay so that's you're over. talking about the meltdown going on at the fucking uh power factory right now that's what you're talking about See what that on the news no what, no. what, what happened I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're all looking like, what? Why are I'm we like, not running out of here? I'm Googling it. We're within yeah. 50 miles. We got to get out of here. <laughs> we are at the radius where we get destroyed. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy that you've been on the... Uh, I hope you do more podcasts with us. We really enjoyed it. Oh, uh, I definitely will. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for having me, Candace. Thank you, Mike. Oh, yeah. Thank please you. share it. Uh, get it out there. Let people know about it. Um, tell all your friends and your family. Uh, I thought this went really well, uh, and we're gonna. I hope we get more. What do you think of the podcast? You've been listening to some of our podcasts. What do you think of it? I love it. You guys have good communication. No dead air. You keep the conversation going. It's a good conversation. There's some jokes. You know what I mean? Uh, very clever and like well thought out. I like it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we're we're trying uh, our best. You. So we're doing what we can to make this entertaining for for our fans out there and our groupies and uh, we really enjoy it and we hope that 
uh, the locals here of northeastern Pennsylvania like it too. And again, you can find it on 502 of Entertainment. You can also find it on uh, Pennsylvania Comedy Network. Or you can even find it on uh, Steve's page, right? And Steve, go t- mention your pages again. Uh, the Loosely Regulated Lawless Food Group. You can find it on there. Yeah. And you can also add Steve on Facebook if you have any questions about cooking or food and all that. And uh, he's also single, so the ladies who are out there who are single and looking for Steve, he's available. Long Walks on the Beach will have his profile updated shortly. Yeah. Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what we do. And uh, I think I hope next time when we do another episode... Um, maybe we could get Chef Leon, and then we could find out about broth soup. Maybe that's our next battle. Oh, man, this, this has to be, that'll be a two-hour episode. <laughs> oh, boy, two-parter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one really knows. Well, he sort of, like, revealed a little bit of it, but uh, that that could be a huge battle, and it, it might be a walkout. Like, people might be walking and storming out of there, so... Um, but, but it might be fun. It might be fun to see where it goes, but... Uh, yeah, you can find uh, Steve. He's also on 502 of Entertainment and Pennsylvania Comedy Network. Steve Lewis, uh, thank you again for being on the podcast show. You were really entertaining Thanks, and Steve. fun. Yeah, thank we really appreciate it very much. It. Yeah, so uh, fuck yeah, man. This guy's pretty cool. So um, yeah, check him out and um, definitely add him. Or if you have any questions, go check it out. And um, also add us or message us on through... Our email address now we finally got up. Go ahead. You want to mention our email address? Cottoncandypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. So we're, we're excited about that. And uh, pretty soon we'll have a studio. Uh, that's where our next step is, is get the studio up and we'll have better microphones and everything else that will come with it. So Because we're new at it. So And, and maybe, maybe at some point, maybe in uh, second season, um, maybe the, uh, we'll have, like, maybe we'll start going live. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. So, and then then we could uh, then we could hire Steve as a writer. We'll yeah, put, we'll put him on the payroll. Yeah, put Show him on the payroll. I'm sorry, guys. You know, second season's gonna be weird. <laughs> yeah, and maybe get some sponsors and all that too. Anybody wants to sponsor us, we won't we won't trash your restaurant or your business if you sponsor us. So. <laughs> if you don't, we definitely will. Yeah. <laughs> Low-key low bribery. That's what we're all about. Yeah, that's that's all we're all about anymore now. But, uh, no, uh, honestly, the area is awesome. There's so many great chefs in this area, so many good restaurants, um, and the people are fantastic, and it's it's and they're fun, and you have to have a, a really good sense of humor, especially when you listen to this show. Don't believe, don't listen to half the stuff that we're telling you because yeah. some of it is just for fun. Don't take life uh, too seriously. Yeah, honestly, that's the, that's the problem with the world yeah. today that we're, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, they're all crab apples and assholes. And, um, you know, it's just sometimes you just need to be, you know, relax, just chill out uh, and, and don't worry about things. You know, don't let everything stress you out. So and that's what we're all about and you know steve and i uh were buddhists uh candace is getting into the buddhist belief itself and um and you know we we meditate we talk about certain things and all that and that's one thing that we have this strong friendship about that you know i hope that they gets out to everyone else that you know spirituality doesn't matter what religion you're involved with you know just learn how to relax and, and step back a little bit right steve Absolutely, it'll save your life. It'll change your life, definitely. But it will, if you're in a position where you need something, it will save your life. You have to remember, it's it's only a moment. This moment's gonna pass. The next moment's gonna pass. There's there's no going back. There's no going forward. It's all about concentrating on the moment. And right. Trying to live the best that you can. Be nice to everybody that you can be. And uh, what it is, but yeah, it's a great way of thinking. Just study it. Um, I don't know enough go into detail to tell you advice about it uh viewers out there but there's all kinds of stuff on youtube uh that's where i got most of my information from and then i got a lot of it from mike we share information and then we have other buddhist friends that we met on the internet so uh yeah check it out maybe we'll get tom smith on the show one day and uh <laughs> oh, that'll, that'll be interesting <laughs> yeah. he is uh, by far the most interesting buddhist person i've ever met yeah he might be really yeah. fun and uh, extremely entertaining to actually have on. Um, I don't know where that would go. Um, and 
and, and I, I would love to have you on a couple of podcasts about the environment because we're really big on the environment. Candace talks about the environment. That's another episode we're going to talk about. And also um, vegetarian food, vegan food that we really see that's mm-hmm. becoming really huge now, right? And that's something that Candace and I are really big on, um, especially with, with me and I'm trying to change my lifestyle and eating. Um, and it, it, it actually could save my life and I think it'll save everyone's life. Uh, by going vegetarian, so yeah. it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, it'll save future generations' lives too. You know, as, as we look at uh, what we're doing to the environment by raising all these animals. Let's um, let's try to yeah, eliminate the cancer. Hand hand with the environmental thing, you know. Yeah, we'll definitely have to we have to have you on the podcast and talk about it. not the politics of it, just the what we could do to you know if we just take the time and and you know and we could probably change it you know what i mean yeah. that's all we got to yeah, do is get yeah. involved well the first part of it is uh starting to make people think about it you know i didn't think about the repercussions of what i was doing until somebody actually put it in my head then i was then i thought about uh you know is it worth it is it not worth it should i be selfish should i not be selfish and that's where i came up with the thing to try to eat, uh be vegetarian as much as possible I'm not saying that you're gonna just be vegetarian all of a sudden there's gonna be time for you to cheat or something like that but uh you know you gotta try again but uh yeah it, it makes sense if you think about it and um yeah we can definitely get into all that and see the pros and cons pluses maybe get a carnivore on so we could argue with them a little bit yeah mindful eaters that's yeah. what we want to be yeah exactly but that that's mindful it for the show but I like oh go ahead steve go ahead oh she said mindful eaters i said i like that i like that yeah perfect uh it's best way to say it so First, I want to say thank you again for being on the show, but I do wish you the best, and you have a wonderful night, my friend, and uh, to your mom and uh, and your family. So we appreciate being on the show and all that. Namaste, my friend. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys very much for having me. Yeah, namaste, namaste. Thank you very much for having me. This was awesome. This was a blast. I love this. Thank you, Steve. All right. Well, that was the end of our episode, episode four, and uh, we'll be on episode five uh, soon. Thanks, everyone. Have a great night.